Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Well, welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. The technical issues have been fixed. We are back. Yay. This week, uh, we had some sad news in professional wrestling. Yep. Uh, one of the giants of professional wrestling as a whole, but specifically one of the giants of Japanese wrestling, uh, has passed away. That's Antonio uh, Inoki. Yeah, one of the most influential men in wrestling, period. Yeah. You know, he, he's up there with Vince. He's up there with, you know, uh, uh, Crockett, with, you know, I- any of the people that you, when you think of, hey, um, we wouldn't have wrestling if not for X. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anoki's name is in that list. Yeah. He kind of started the whole Japanese strong style mm-hmm. thing. He d- he is the founder of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah. Um, um, he was never a member of the WWE. No. But he's in the WWE Hall of Fame mm-hmm. in the wrestling wing, not in the the the... the Celebrity wing or any of that kind of stuff. So. Well, if you're going to put Antonio Inoki in the Hall of Fame, you put him in the wrestling wing. It yeah. doesn't matter if he's wrestled for your company or not. Uh, technically, I was I was reading through the uh, Wikipedia 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 article on him before we before we started recording. He actually beat Bob Backlund for the WWE title in Japan due to some shenanigans. Like he refused the title. Yeah, and Backlund won it back when he got back to the United States in in like Dallas, and WWE's like, well, he's just it was he had that title from like seventy seven to eighty three or whatever it was. <laughs> yep. So, like, it's like okay, that's weird. Back in the the seventy late seventies and early eighties, WWE did some weird things with the title. Yeah. I think, and I get it. You go over, you bring your champion over to Japan, and you let Japanese biggest hero yeah. defeat him. You know, so yeah. so in honor of, of Antonio Noki, we're drinking Suntory whiskey, mm-hmm. uh, Japanese whiskey. We've done it before. Um, it's been a while since we've we've done it, so we figured we would do it. Um, Japanese whiskey is, if you've never had it, I would suggest trying it. It is different. It's different. It, it doesn't taste like a bourbon. It doesn't taste like a scotch. You know, it, it's it's most assuredly a, a different beast altogether. Yeah. It's 46%, or I'm sorry, 43% alcohol by volume, which is 86 proof. Mm-hmm. So, And it's, it's a good whiskey, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It it's almost got that that alcohol, ethanol maybe uh, you know kind of flavor to it, mm-hmm. but it's smooth. Yeah, it's a uh, it's very sweet. Um, you got a got a very vanilla note to it, mm-hmm. um, but it definitely 
it definitely has that maybe acetone maybe acetone acetone that your brain goes this is rubbing alcohol and that sounds awful to say because you know you would think oh rubbing alcohol yeah Uh, no no thank you i'll pass but the uh it's rubbing alcohol in the best way possible (laughs) i guess is the best way to put that i mean it's it is flavorful it it does taste good Mm -hmm. it's just got it's very the alcohol taste very strong is, is very forward in this drink Go out and find you some. Try it if nothing try, else. Try try some Japanese whiskeys. They, they are, are they are different. They're Give they're different. They're not you're not gonna get your same notes that you get from a, a bourbon or a a scotch nope. or even, you know, Canadian whiskey or Irish whiskey. It's exactly. its own beast. Yep. So with all that said, should we uh should we dive into the results for wrestling this week? I guess so. So wrestling happened, and that's about all that happened. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, that's uh, it, it was kind of a lackluster week yeah. when it comes right down to it. We had Seth Rollins defeating Rey Mysterio via submission on Monday Night Raw. We have Kevin Owens and Jardy, Johnny Gargano defeating uh, Alpha Academy via pinfall. We have Finn Balor... Um, Pitching AJ Styles to join the Judgment Day and AJ saying nope. Um, we have almost winning another handicap match against uh, Enhancement Talent. Dexter Loomis attacked the Miz backstage after destroying the security team that the Miz had hired. Dexter was dressed up as a uh, hockey statue. It was amazing. It was great. Candice LeRae defeated Nikki A.S.H. via pinfall. Sami Zayn defeated A.J. Styles via pinfall. The Judgment Day beat down A.J. Styles. Uh, Bianca Belair defeated EO Sky via pinfall. And Matt Riddle defeated Damian Priest via pinfall. Now, in the beatdown of A.J., A.J. is saved by Edge. Edge comes running down and he challenges Finn Balor to an I quit match at Extreme Rules. Which it feels like the build to Extreme Rules is done, but we have yeah. a whole nother week. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's next Sunday. So, so yeah. But that was Monday Night Raw. Uh, we moved over to Dynamite. We had the Chris Jericho Championship celebration for the Ocho because he won the ROH title last week. Uh, this led to him giving Daniel Garcia a gift, which was a bucket hat. Garcia turned it down. Daniel Bryan comes out. So we're going to end up with something there. Uh, oh, Luigi Primo was there as well, which, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Brian Danielson, well, what 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 all that led to was a match between Brian Danielson and Daddy Magic Matt Menard because he Matt Menard's like he said during the thing that uh, I should punch you right in the face, and Daniel Bryan was like, oh, that sounds like you wanted a match, so let's go. Uh, Daniel Bryan, of course, wins. Uh, MJF and Wheeler Yuta cut a promo. Uh, Yuta started it. MJF responded. Uh, then. Uh, the gun club, the ass boys come out and they said MJF's 
uh, catchphrase because MJF said that the city that he was in wasn't worthy of hearing it. Uh, sure. You know what? Whatever. Um, we got John Moxley versus Juice Robinson in the championship eliminator match. Now, John Moxley's the champ, but if Juice Robinson would have won, he would have gotten an opportunity at the title at some point. Dumb. How, how many people does that mean would have opportunities at the title? Three at that point. Uh, okay. I, uh, I just wanted to. Moxley wins, though. Uh, Paige came out, uh, cut a cut a promo. Um, I'm of two minds of this promo. One, it was really nice to see the like several women on screen at one time for an extended period of time because this lasted like five ten minutes. Um, however, well, well, you know, Paige is a, a ratings draw, unlike yeah. Thunder Rosa. Right. However, it was very rambly. Uh, Paige got lost in in her promo several times, which I mean, you know, I'll give her I'll give her a break on some of it. She hasn't really been on TV now in several years, so I can kind of give her some slack uh, as long as it really starts to pick up. I'll, I'll give her slack, and maybe we can talk more about it later. I'll, yeah. I'll give her some slack, give her a chance to get her her legs back underneath yeah. her. Um. That led to a women's match, Tony Storm versus Serena Deeb. Tony Storm wins. Ricky Starks then fought uh, Eli Isom, who is a uh, enhancement. Ricky wins. And then we had the ROH title match of Bandito versus Chris Jericho. Of course, Jericho wins. The one thing I will say is Jericho won clean here. Um... It was a really good match, I thought. Uh, in fact, uh, coming out of this, Bandito was offered a contract. They didn't say whether he signed or not, but he was offered a contract with AEW. Um, so, yeah, that was Dynamite. Sorry, my microphone is moving on its own away from me. <laughs> um, yeah. Moving over to SmackDown, we have uh, Solo Sokoa and Sami Zayn defeating Ricochet and Madcap Moss. Uh, this was to show off Solo Sokoa. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, Jay Uso confronting Zayn and Sami being like, dude, you should take this up with, uh, with Roman because uh, I'm an honorary Uso now pointing to his shirt. And then he goes into the locker room. So, so... Pardon me while I go in our locker room. And he yeah. just walks around him. Uh, Max Dupree is exasperated with Maximum Male Models some more. He's, like, excited that they're going to win a record, a, like a Guinness Book of World Record thing. And he thought it was going to be with wrestling or something. Or, no, he thought it was going to be a championship match against the Usos. No. It, it was longest pose. Which is in, then gets interrupted by Hit Row and breaks the pose, and, and nothing ever builds from that. Well, they start over, and then it the goes to commercial. Show. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, Ronda Rousey defeats Natalia via submission. Imperium beat down Sheamus. Uh, WWE paid tribute to Antonio Inoki. Bailey defeated Shotzi uh, via pinfall. Dupree. Uh, clocked the maximum male models and accused them of having their focus in the wrong place. Yeah, he comes back backstage and 
uh, Maxine is counting down from 10, and she gets to, like, 3, and uh, L.A. Knight just blasts uh, Monsoir <laughs> and says, you know what, I'm done with this, Ugh, and just walks off. So, yeah. There you go. Uh, they've been building to that for yeah, a few weeks now. They needed to seriously. <laughs> that what the maximum male model thing is a Vince mm-hmm. holdover. And look, I, I'm not a huge fan of Max Dupree, L.A. Knight, Eli Drake, whatever. I'm not a huge fan of his. I think his his promos are all the exact same. That being said, he's a decent in ring talent. He was and better than this. He is better than a manager. Mm-hmm. Put the man in some tights, get him out yep. there, and have him help build up some of your your talent. Exactly. Um, we have uh, McIntyre, Gargano, and Owens unite uh, to put theory to the test, which uh, we we end up with a match of Drew McIntyre and Panda Express. Yeah. That's what they Which, were called in uh, PWG. Okay. I'm like, what? <laughs> Where did that come from? Panda Express. So that's Kevin Owens and Johnny Gargano defeating Austin Theory and Alpha Academy uh, via pinfall. And a lot of the Bloodline stuff was kind of in the background except yeah. for that opening segment. And that was that, that six-man match was one of those. It was, it was set up as Drew versus Austin. Because mm-hmm. Austin Theory was running his mouth in the back with Drew McIntyre standing behind him. They get out to the ring. Uh, Alpha Academy comes out. Alpha Academy gets involved, and it's one of those. They cut to commercial, and when they come back from commercial, it's a six-man. Yeah. So. And, I mean, that's the way to do it. Yeah. Like, it, I don't like that they're building up theory because I don't think he's in the top guy spot yet. No. I don't think. I think he, but, theory would lose. In my booking world, theory loses to Bastion Booger. Yeah. So. Uh, then well, we have let's turn it over to uh, Rampage. Rampage kicked off with a uh, three-way uh, match for the tag titles. Uh, Private Party versus the Acclaimed versus Butcher and the Blade. The Acclaimed retained. The match was decent. We then got Fuego Del Sol versus Lee Moriarty. Uh, Lee Moriarty wins. No, no shock there at all. Jamie Hayter versus Willow Nightingale where Jamie Hayter wins. Then we had Roosh versus John Silver. Uh, Roosh wins. Roosh was just actually fully signed. He was on a appearance base, uh, but he is actually he is all elite now. And that was Rampage. Yeah. Uh, I guess let's start with Paige. Okay. Uh, Paige made her return last, last week, week. Uh, which we were unfortunately unable to to discuss. Really talk about yeah. Uh, well, I mean, we we talked about it. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you're not gonna hear it because, yay, technical difficulties. Right. But Paige made her return. We were questioning whether or not she was cleared. It has come she out since not. then. She has not been cleared. I hope that AEW takes the opportunity to use her as like a on-screen authority figure for the women's division. Yeah, I really hope what AEW does with her is kind of what she was doing in WWE. You know, where she was the the uh, an authority figure. I really hope she may, because I would argue that she is the biggest women's name that has been signed. Yeah. Um, by AEW. 
Well, I really don't. I don't really think you can argue that she is the biggest women's name that's been signed by AEW because uh, I don't think Ruby's not bigger than her. No, uh, Tony's not bigger than her. Athena's not bigger than her. You know, Madison no. Rain is not Madison bigger. Rain's not bigger than her. I mean, you can make con- you can make statements about whether they have better in ring or the big ring uh, in ring ability. There we yeah. go. Let's get these words going, right? <laughs> And, you know, of course, we are drinking some <laughs> Japanese whiskey this week. Maybe that has something to do with it. And so it's messing up our tongues. We'll get through it. Don't worry. Um, so that argument could be made. However, as far as a name is concerned, Paige, Soraya, that's the biggest name they've got. So I really hope that maybe she went to Tony because she alludes to in her prom- promo about, you know, you know, it's nice to be- have the... Uh, the, the handcuffs off to, you know, have a It's a nice to have a boss who listens, listens to you. So I'm really hoping that maybe she went to Tony or maybe part of her signing was, dude, the way you're booking the women's division is absolute shit. Let me do it. Let me talk about, let, let me be the creative in, in control of this. Well, maybe. Because, uh, like I said, it was... It, you can argue the content of the promo. You can argue, you know, ring rust or whatever you want to call it. The fact was that one dynamite segment was longer than any other dynamite segment or basically match mm-hmm. that the women have had in quite some time. Mm-hmm. And it led to a match. Very odd the way it led to the match because it led to Tony versus Serena. For the championship, right? For the championship, but it was Britt and Jamie Hayter and Rebel that came down, and uh, somebody else was with them, that came down as the, the, the heels to talk about the faces that were in the ring that was Soraya and Tony and Athena and Madison Rain. And well, Sky, Sky Blue and Willow were out there, too. Sky Blue and Willow were out there, too. So, you know, it, it was kind of odd that Serena and Tony ended up in the fight because Serena kind of walked in at the end of things. But it is what it is. We still got a match. Decent match. Yeah. Um, Here's the thing. AEW's women's division is fairly stacked. Yeah. it. Is. I mean, it is. But for whatever reason... They won't do anything. Whether with it. it's it's personal issues between some of the wrestlers, which we know that that has been an undercurrent. Well, I mean, we know that Thunder Rosa and Britt Bader, Baker do Britt, not Bader Britt, Britt Baker do not like each other. Yeah. Period. So I don't know. But you have to set that aside. Yeah. And you gotta do be professionals. Job. Yeah. Exactly. Um. But, I don't know why. Uh. Tony Khan has a just a, a hate for Jamie Hader, apparently. See what I did there? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, we were talking you could, about... You could her. say that Tony Khan really hates hates yeah. her. Hate, hate, hates haters her. her. <laughs> um, we were talking about it in the group a little bit, you know. Um, the crowd went absolutely nuts over the acclaimed. Got behind them, you know, the whole thing. Cheered them on. Yay. Be awesome, right? With the acclaimed. And so we took the acclaimed and we put the tag straps on them. That's really cool. 
the crowd was super behind Jamie. Really wanted her to take the belt. Really wanted her to, you know, do her thing. And yet we regress on what we were doing with Jamie Hayter versus Britt. Because, honestly, you could have had a really cool storyline there, I think. Um, okay, I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> Michael just disappeared. Um, I... I, I I'm having some some technical difficulties, Jeez. mechanical difficulties, mechanical not difficulties this time. with the the boom arm that I was using. So I went and grabbed one of the other mic stands that we have here in the studio, and did the switch real quick. Um, so yeah, you could you could have told a good story, I think, with Hater and Britt, have them fall apart a little bit. Even if you have Britt win the feud, you could have Jamie really make a difference. Yeah as a face, then Tony ends up dropping the belt to, if you wanted to, you could have her drop the belt to Brit. You could have her drop the belt to whoever, and then make a case for Jamie Hayter to get the belt. Well, the easiest thing that you do, have Jamie Hayter turn face and go take on Jade. That's what I was going to say. There you You, go. You have, you have Jamie turn face. And after she, loses in her feud to Brit. That's I'm fine with that. She can lose yeah. to Brit. She can beat Brit the first time or the or the second or actually let's have Brit beat her the first time, Brit beat her the second time and then Jamie wins the third one. Yeah. Give it the old school WWE. You yeah. Know. But then you send her to work with Jade. Yeah. She's better than Jade by far. She's got this reputation as being the heater, the strong mm-hmm. For lack of a better term, for you know yeah. the strong man, yeah. so the strong woman, but yeah, have her she, go and say, "Look, I'm tired of you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take that title, and I'm going to actually do." And something she looks like she it. could. She yeah. she's believable in that. And then you have her take it because Tony, you cannot keep sacrificing your female wrestlers to Jade Cargill. Yeah, like yes, Jade is. She looks amazing. Mm-hmm. She's got charisma for days. Yeah. I'm completely and utterly bored by all of her storylines. I'm bored with this whole uh, undefeated streak that she has because there's no there's no build to any of it. It's just, I'm going to go through somebody next. Mm-hmm. When you try to build somebody, you tried to build Athena. You tried to build Ruby. You know, when you tried to do that, they got one match and got beat, mm-hmm. um, and not even in a in a, a not even in a good match. Really, it mm-hmm. was. I mean, Ruby got beat down in what five minutes? Yeah, something like that. I mean, I'm not I'm not here for it, and I don't care who she's fighting because you're just going to keep pulling the trigger on this very green <laughs> uh, wrestler that. Does it? It's because she dyed her hair green. Yeah, it's because her name's Jade. Ah, how about that? Uh-huh. Um, she doesn't deserve to be where she is. No, I mean she, you're you're a thousand percent right in the fact she's got the look. She, she can talk. She's got the look. She can talk. She doesn't deserve to be where she is. She doesn't deserve that that belt. It's to the point that I wonder if Tony put in her contract that he will give her a belt Maybe. because she was deciding between WWE. And AEW, and she went AEW. So WWE is not going to put a belt on her in the first year. Nope, they're just not. Not like, going to happen. Vince 
is did some dumb stuff, mm-hmm. but he's going to make sure that you were ready for TV before he puts yeah, you on TV. Once you get a belt on you, you have the spotlight on you. People, yeah. people pay attention, mm-hmm. you know, um, you represent the brand. You're representing the brand. You have a champion. You have a title, right? So when your matches happen, you're being scrutinized. Mm-hmm. And honestly, man, all of her matches, I don't think she's had a good, or let me, let me rephrase. She's had several good matches. She hasn't had any great matches. Nope. Even with people that can actually ring general. People that could, should be able to draw that out of her. Yep. I don't know. I am bored with Jade. And, you know, unfortunately, that's kind of the entire sentiment of AEW right now. I'm bored with AEW. I'm going to quote Jade real quick. Okay. And this is a direct message to Tony Khan. Cut the shit, Tony. Yeah. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> How about that? Um, Look, Seriously, I feel like... You know, last week we spent a lot of time on this. Of course, nobody's going to be able to hear it. And we've Mm -hmm. talked about it over and over and over again repeatedly. AEW, the storytelling, has dropped off significantly. Yeah. And we're getting some decent storyline right now. The MJF feud with uh, um, Wheeler Yuta. Mm -hmm. I'm enjoying that. Wheeler pulling his best, his best Dexter Loomis impression coming yeah. up behind MJF this week. Like, I'm just, I don't, I don't get AEW at the moment. We have two number one contenders mm-hmm. for the, the AEW title. Our number one contenders for the tag titles haven't wrestled in months. Um, to the point where Dax Harwood actually tweeted out, Hey, Tony. Uh, we still work here. You can book us. Yeah. Um, we still work here. Book us, brother. Yeah. So, like, I'm not, I don't understand. The Jericho Appreciation Society stuff is is fun, I guess, to a point. But on a two-hour show, I don't need Chris Jericho and his, and Ever-Rise <laughs> and Hager to take up. 20 plus minutes of a two hour show. Was Hager even there? He was out there. Like, I I did not even notice. Like, I don't remember if he was at all. Like, okay, if if this is going to get Daniel Garcia away from that, and, you know, maybe, maybe Daniel Garcia joins Blackpool or something like that. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm for it. But I'm just over all of it as it stands right now. I'm, I'm over Jericho. I'm over the Jericho Appreciation Society. The only part of it that I'm actually still kind of digging is Daddy Magic and the whole sports entertainers. Yeah. That's it, right? It's very entertaining. I don't care about Sammy Guevara anymore at all. Um, well, it, it looks like AEW has phased out their ranking system. Yeah. Because I checked it the other night. Yeah, it was like in August was the last August time. August 31st was, was the last time. I checked it just now. I just yeah. went and double-checked it. Cleared my cookies and everything to make sure August 31st. So So they haven't updated it now officially in a month. mm -hmm. So that to me screams, okay, we quietly dropped every week. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm just, I'm just very bored with AEW. Uh, WWE just has 
a lot more going on right now. And six months ago, there's no way I would have made that comment. Mm-mm. No. You know, none. But look at what we got with WWE right now. We've got something fun going on with Drew and Kevin Owens and Gargano. Yep. Uh, Austin Theory is getting beat. Austin Theory is being used as the heel that he should have been used as. He's the cocky, self-sure, that gets beat to trash every week. That's his job. That's where he should be. Yeah. He needs to be that smarmy, slimy dude, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, he is in real life from what we understand, allegedly. But we'll go with that. Um, That's the position for him. You know, that, that also makes it believable, to me at least, when he cashes in. Yeah. And then you can either go one of two ways. Well, he cashed in and he wins. Ain't happening. Um, he's not beating Roman. And there you go. Or he's going to cash in and it's just going to add more to that. This poor fool gets everything he deserves. But he doesn't real. He still thinks he's like the best wrestler in the company. You know, that's a character. You mm-hmm. know, that is a, that is a motivation for a character. I'm for it. Yeah. You know, um, they're trying different things. Like they've got this whole teaser going on in commercials right now. The white rabbit, the white rabbit. And who is the white rabbit? And it scan the Bray, QR code. It's, it's probably going to end up being bright. And I'm 100%, I'm 100% there for cool it. that. But it, like just that tease mm-hmm. and the fact that they're not doing it like in your face, it's a QR code that they flash up yeah. on, during a commercial break or, you know, leading into a commercial break. And you're following it down. They dropped the the lights during commercial break yeah, a couple, couple weeks ago and they played, uh, is it Jefferson Starship, yeah. White Rabbit? Jefferson Airplane. Jefferson Airplane. I think they were still Airplane when that came uh, out. Same band. <laughs> but they they played that song, which, you know, you can tell the crowd's mm-hmm. like, uh, okay. And then the lights go down completely and red light shine from the stage. Yeah. Like... They are trying different things. And and WWE has always understood what AEW, and I think this is part of AEW's problem. WWE's always understood that professional wrestling, you don't produce it just for the people in the arena that week. Mm-hmm. You have a crowd of millions. And, and millions. And millions. <laughs> but you have a crowd of millions of people that are watching your show at home and they want to feel just as much a part of that as the people in the arena. That's why WWE pumps the music over the over the the television well, so that you can hear who's coming out. Here's a perfect uh perfect uh, uh uh comparison when you're talking about that, okay. right? So here's WWE. They're doing the white rabbit teaser stuff. It's it's really kind of targeting the the crowds at home. Uh, the the music that they do, you know, all of this kind of stuff, right? Now let's go over to AEW for just a quick second and compare to MJF sitting in a skybox. Mm-hmm. We're every five seconds, and uh, Botchamania did a, a fantastic job of roasting oh, this. Oh, yeah, I love it. Every five seconds during the Moxley-Daniel Bryan, or Bryan Danielson match, we were cut to MJF sitting up in the skybox drumming his fingers on the poker chip, looking shocked, looking pensive. That's not 
what I'm here for. I, and, I don't want to see MJF's reaction to the match. I want to watch the match. Now, and thank God, first, thank God we were watching that yeah, match on television. At first, I'm thinking, okay, that's got to be just for the people at home, right? No. The Tron and the big uh, screens above the ring were showing MJF's reactions to the match. The whole time. The whole time. There was no match on those. It was just MJF. If I was in the nosebleeds, I'd be pissed. If I was in the nosebleed, I would have gone and asked for a refund. I would have gone and asked for a refund and walked out. I would have gone and asked for a refund. I didn't get to see the main event that I was that I went there for, right? Mm -hmm. I went to AEW because that main event was going to be Brian Danielson versus John Moxley. And granted, I didn't pay the seven eight hundred dollars for a floor seat. I had to get a, a, a cheaper seat. But I still was going to be able to watch the show because of all the TVs that they have around. You can still see what's going on. Yep. But that main event, you couldn't see what was going on. Because they nah. felt it was more important to show Maxwell Jacob Friedman mm-hmm. sitting. Yeah. I, I'm not a fan. I mean, and, I already don't like MJF. I think he's stale. And that, that again goes into the I'm bored with AEW. Yeah. We, he's we stale. You know, we, we've talked about it before. MJF has one note. You're going to battle everybody before you get to me, and then you're going to, I'm going to beat you, or you're going to beat yeah. me. Uh, and so we got kind of excited because mm-hmm. MJF came back. But we were, well, is, is the firm going to, to help MJF? He kind of seemed like he, they were together, but they were separate. They were doing their own thing. Well, last week, we got confirmation. Mm-hmm. The firm works for MJF. We're going to see yep. the exact same stories. Oh, you want to face me? You're going to have to face the ass boys. Yep. Oh, you want to exactly. face me? You're going to have to go through W. Morrissey. It's so boring. Exactly. It's completely and utterly boring. It just... I don't know, man. Uh, what's Tony going to... How does Tony fix this? Because right now, watching wrestling Monday nights, Wednesday nights, Friday night. I mean, I'll be honest. This Friday, I watched SmackDown. Like, I paid attention to SmackDown. When SmackDown went off, I went and did something else. Mm-hmm. I didn't care about Rampage at all. Um, I can't even... I don't have cable. I, mean, I think I've talked about yeah. this on here before. I don't have cable. So... Other than coming up here on Wednesday nights to hang out with everybody and watch wrestling, because that's what we do, I can't watch AEW. Mm-hmm. I cannot watch Rampage. There's no, it's not on any streaming service. Nope. You know, regardless of the fact that Discovery Warner Discovery owns two streaming services, mm-hmm. two, yep, two, two, yes, and yeah. I have both of them. Yep, I have both of them there, but. I can't watch AEW on there. Yep. Now you want to make an argument previously that that was well. There's nothing to show. They don't, there's no back catalog. I can buy that when they first came. Yeah. Like I, I, I they get got three that. years now. They no, they don't. They have twenty plus years. Well, that's true. Because yep. Tony Khan bought ROH. Yep. 
Whether he's actually filed the paperwork for it or not is a whole other story. And the thing is, but he bought ROH, which included the back catalog for ROH, yeah. which has people like Colby Lopez. Mm-hmm. You know, you might know him better as Seth Rollins, Tyler Black at the time. Yeah, yeah. but you know, Tyler Black, Seth Rollins, CM Punk, if Cole you're Cabana, you know, all Adam of these Cole, people. Samoa Joe, Kevin Steen. Kenny thing, Omega. Kenny Omega. The, the Young is, Bucks. You you put the ROH stuff on there. Okay, you don't want to do uh, your AEW pay-per-views on it? You, That's you don't want to cheapen that idea? That's okay, fine. Sure, I don't, that doesn't bother me at all. But what you could do is you could say, okay, we have two streaming platforms. Okay? We're going to put the entire ROH library. So all of the, the televised episodes, all of the pay-per-views, everything that was ROH is going to be on the streaming platform. Okay? We're going to have all of Dynamite and Rampage mm-hmm. on the streaming platform. And it'll come out, even if it comes out a week late, you know, the preferred would be a day, you know, hey, Dynamite's on Wednesday, let's put it out on Thursday type thing. The Hulu model. The Hulu model for, for WWE. Well, the Hulu model for anybody who's right. with Hulu. And we can take, let's say, this is 2022, so let's take 2020's pay-per-views. I put 2020's pay-per-views up there. Not 2021. You still, If you want them, you can still go buy them from, from Bleacher Report. But we'll put all of 2020's pay-per-views up there. Or, I mean, you could do 2021, I guess, too, but realistically i'm just trying to give them a buffer here well i mean realistically there's next to no one who's going to go back and buy no. uh, like there's next to nobody who's going to go back at this point october 1st or yeah. 2nd as we record this there's nobody who's going to go back and buy all in no everybody there's who's no reason to everybody who's bought all but, in or all out whatever you know yeah. they, just in case you know how about 2021 2020 and 2019 let's put those pay-per-views up there Right? I, mean, I would just like to have, just like to have anything. Yeah, but you know, we don't. So we've got nothing. So now that Hunter's in charge, Steph's in charge of WWE. We've already started seeing pretty drastic changes in presentation, in booking, in story, and everything. Tony has burned through all of the goodwill that he has built up with the wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. How does he fix it? Like, r- realistically, that's a that's a question that I think that AEW as a whole is going to have to sit down and think on. How do we fix it? Because, and granted, we may be the minority that don't like MJF. Uh, I, I feel like that sometimes. You go look I, at Reddit and things of that nature and... Everybody's like, oh, my God, MJF's a savior of wrestling. He's the best ever. Uh, I, I do think that we are the minority in MJF. That being said, I feel like we're the canaries in the coal mine mm-hmm. with MJF. And and maybe that's giving us too much credit. But we also have, what, 40 years of 40, 50, 60 years of wrestling yeah. fandom between us. You add, it gets exponentially you higher. Brady, you add in Jay, you know, friends yeah. of ours that are in this group, Jody. All travelers, by the way, that don't enjoy MJF, and it you know, there's something there. Yeah. Now, 
I don't want to be the Jim Cornette. Wrestling used to be good. And, right. Like, no, we're not. I don't think we're that way. But we see this one note story with MJF. Yep. I don't know. I think Tony is too afraid to give up control. Mm-hmm. And then you have things happen like CM Punk going out there and roasting all of your executive vice presidents and then getting into a fight with said executive vice presidents backstage. Yep. Which makes Tony go, I need even more. I need to control this even more. I'm the only one who can. And I think that you just, you end up with, I'm afraid that in five, 10 years, we're going to be talking about the rise and fall of AEW. It seems like, like, with the way AEW kicked off, with the way they started, the the house of fire that they built, I'm thinking, okay, this is different than TNT than TNA. Mm-hmm. This is different than Impact. This is different than that, you know, the alternative, as it yeah. were, right? AEW, I thought had a very good possibility of getting that 83 weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, WWE was awful. And Vince was refusing to change. Vince re- flatly refused to change anything. You have AEW coming. They're they're doing their thing. They're being good. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, they weren't head-to-head, so you're not going to run into, you know, you're not gonna, it's not the exact same, obviously, but... Yeah. You know, I had a very good thought that AEW might become the top promotion. You have people like McFoley all over the place talking about how this is the place you go if you're an indie wrestler. You know, you have Mm -hmm. those guys saying that WWE is no longer the guaranteed promised land that all of these indie guys aspired to get to. Mainly WWE out here talking about we don't want indie wrestlers anymore. We want... We want Olympic athletes. We want football players. Mm-hmm. We want basketball players that we can train to be sports entertainers. 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 Um, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, AEW has a, a strong shot at in the next five to ten years to steal Cody Rhodes' line, being that 1A, 1B, mm-hmm. right? And then they just kind of shit the bed. <laughs> Well, it, it's still it's still worth watching for now. And and we're not trying to take anything away from the talent in AEW. No, the talent's amazing. The matches that they're going out there, they're putting on, you can see guys growing, you can see the acclaimed, the way yeah. that they have grown since yeah, they I, this came is, into it. This is by no means a, a smash on the talent in AEW. From the the Ex WWE guys that have come over and are seeing a new a, a new genesis of their careers, mm-hmm. to the the indie darlings that have really over the past year or so become superstars in their own right, mm-hmm. to the guys that were right on the edge of being uh, known here, edge <laughs> they were right on the the cusp of being known in America, and now look at them, look at the Bucks, look at Kenny, you know, look yeah. at Hangman, you know that kind of stuff. Um, 
No taking away from them at all. Mm-mm. But Tony has got to do something. Mm-hmm. There's got to be compelling stories. There's got to be more than this just, hey, we're going to throw everything at the wall and whatever sticks is what we're going to go with this week. Uh, uh, no, no, that fell off the wall, so now we got to go with something else. Um, hey, we're going to tease this turn or we're going to tease this this return or we're going to tease this change. And then a week, you know, the crowd's like, oh, hell yeah, let's do that. And then a week later, nah, we, we, nah, we're not. Tony needs to bring in. And a few weeks ago, I said he needs to bring in like Hollywood script writers. And that, that's not what I mean. He needs to bring in showrunners. Yeah. People that'd be good. who understand story. Mm-hmm. And then have them book out the show. You still have your wrestlers go out there and say what they're going to say. They write their own stuff. You give them the mm-hmm. bullet points. We need you to hit X, Y, and Z. Go out there and do that. You don't need yeah. a script written for most of Suffer them. Suffer and succotash. We don't need that. God. <laughs> you, you had to bring that up, didn't you? Yeah. I mean, because that's, that's yeah. the perfect point to that, no, you know? We, we don't need them to, to script the wrestlers. Some of them might need some help with coming up with what they're they going to say. Need, they may need a little more than bullet points. Yeah. That's, and that's perfectly fine. But you have to have somebody who understands story structure who is out there saying, okay, for double or nothing, we want to have John Moxley, Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson for the title. Mm-hmm. How do we get there? And you work back from that. Yep. Exactly. And the thing is, you know, you make it, you make it fluid. Mm-hmm. You know, you make it in the, if you want to book out a year, okay, book out a year in a tentative outline because injuries are going to happen. Contract disputes may come up, you know, perfect example is look at punk, you know, everything seemed to be going pretty hunky dory. And then he just kind of firebombed the place. Right. So you gotta have alternate options just in case, but at least work towards your main idea. This week to week storyline change book. It ain't working and it creates issues like Julia Hart. This is a good one, right? The whole Julia Hart turning and joining the dark order. I mean, not the dark order, the house of black. How long did that take? And it shouldn't have. But it's because we didn't have, I don't think they had a a schedule. Okay, we want this to happen. We want this to happen. We want this to happen. And then she's going to fully turn. I don't think they had that. I think it was just every week they showed up and were like, "Mm, let's drag it another week. Yeah. And, you know, I think that there was an injury in there. Yeah, Pot got injured. Pot got injured, and that pot, that they had that plan for the whole turn. And so instead of being able to just adapt, they just kind of stalled it. Yeah, we're just going status quo, status quo. Yeah, it just, I don't know. I'm very aggravated with AEW. Um, let's move on to other things. Okay. It's still st- it's still going to be AEW. Uh, we got news that uh, Buddy Matthews was stepping away from AEW for a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, rumor was that his contract had been, that he had come to deal on a release. Yep. 
then we found out that Tony Khan is not releasing anybody from his contract. Like mm-hmm. that is the the word from the top. And you know what, Tony? As long as you're paying him, that's fine with me. Right. Here's where I have an issue. Mm-hmm. And the issue is not with AEW, WWE, or any of the wrestlers. My issue with uh with my issue is with us as fans. And when I say us, I mean mm-hmm. anybody who's a fan of anybody professional wrestling. Malachi Black, who took time away reportedly to take care of his mental health mm-hmm. and to take care of a few things, had to go on a Facebook Live or Instagram Live or some yep. sort of live to shoot down the rumors. Mm-hmm. He is not done. He is not. And we, we reported these rumors, too. So, you know, I'm including us in this. Right. He is not done with AEW. Mm-hmm. He will be back in his words soon. Mm-hmm. He needed to take he a break. Some time away. He needed to take a break. Maybe to run some errands. Maybe it was time he needed to go back and renew his visa. Mm-hmm. Could have been a bunch of different things. Yeah. Could have but, just been, man, I'm tired. Yeah. Could have been like, hey, you know, I'm not happy right now. With the way the story is progressing, the way we're doing this, can I take some time off? Let's reset, yeah. you know, and come back and we'll come in strong and get going again. Mm-hmm. It could have been any of that. But he had to take his time off mm-hmm. because the fans wouldn't leave him alone. They wouldn't stop speculating. And once again, yeah. we reported these rumors. We've yeah. talked about it here on this podcast, so I'm including us in it. We would not mm-hmm. leave him alone, so he had to come set the record straight. On his time off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he said that, no, he's not released. I imagine Buddy Matthews is the same way. Yeah. No, with Buddy Matthews, I think I saw Tony, that it was. Buddy Matthews is partially, uh, it is to do with his visa. Is, is what I, I, I think that's what I saw. Because Tony, Tony made the comment that he's not releasing anybody. And, and he's made know, that comment before. Um, in a In a positive spin, you know, that, Mm -hmm. hey, you know, these people are signing contracts with me. I'm paying them X number of dollars and they're going to be with me for X number of years type Mm -hmm. things. Um, You know, he's, and and it was to the point of, you know, I don't expect them to walk away from me and I'm not going to walk away from them. Yeah. Which is fair. That's kind of what contracts are. Yeah. Um, The only person I see whose contract is going to be released or, or, or terminated early mm-hmm. CM Punk. Yeah. And even then the, the speculation out there isn't that they're going to terminate the contract. They're just going to buy him out. Yeah. Uh, no matter how the, the legal ramifications turn out that, you know, it appears that yes, he threw the first punches. Kenny and the Bucks came in with the head of talent relations and with the head of legal when all this it, happened, you know, it appears that it was it is one hundred percent in Punk's you know Punk's fault type thing. Yeah. Um, but even then, the rumors and the speculations are that they're just going to pay his contract out and tell him get bent, dude. Or you know another thing that they might do is yeah we're going to keep you under contract, but you're done. You're not yeah, going to appear for us you. anymore. Uh, here's your downside. Have a good. Here's day. your downside. Enjoy the next two years or whatever yeah. is left on his contract and uh, peace out. We don't we'll call you. You don't call yeah. us and just let him fade into obscurity. Mm-hmm. 
that, in my opinion, might actually be a better option to deal with CM Punk because will CM Punk go to WWE? I doubt it very seriously. I doubt it, but also Triple H is an intelligent man. Mm -hmm. He understands the draw that CM Punk is. Um, In my opinion, CM Punk is less of a draw after what he pulled than he was before. But that being said... Triple H is an intelligent man, mm-hmm. and I could see him wanting to bring CM Punk in. Yeah. Even if it's a short-term thing. Yep. So I can see Tony being, okay, well, if I let CM Punk go, he's going to show he up in WWE. WWE. I'm just going to keep him under contract and let him fade into obscurity. Yeah. So, But... um. Anything else happen in the wonderful world of wrestling? Trying to think if anything else did happen. Nothing else is coming to mind. I can't think of anything super spectacular. But So, I will say thank you to McNarb Gaming. (laughs) And for allowing us to use this space to record. Thanks, Greg. Do you want to play Magic? Do you want to play Pokemon? Or or Yu-Gi-Oh? Or I think My Hero Academia is the, the big one right now. How about D&D, or Warhammer, or Heroclix, or Star Wars Legion? Any of these games that sound very nerdy, uh, It's one, it's because they are, and two, it's because you can get them all at McGarb Gaming. See what I did there? Yeah. Ah. Uh-huh. Um, go in, get yourself some fun stuff to play. Uh, fall is coming. <laughs> I mean, you're going to be inside. Fall is coming. Fall is coming. <laughs> Uh, look, and look, man, we're win, the, winter, winter is coming is trademarked, yeah. so fall is well, look, coming. look, man, we're on the coast. Let's be real here. A lot of the people that live down this way are like, oh, my God, it's 70 degrees. I need to put a jacket on. So. I don't know. I've walked my dog late night a couple times this week, mm-hmm. and it's been like, I kind of wish I'd worn a heavier shirt. <laughs> uh. So you're going to be inside. Get something to do while you're inside. Uh, the holidays are coming soon as mm-hmm. well, you know. Either get something to play with your family or get something to do to ignore them completely, depending on how you want to do that. Get your uh, Dice Goblin family members some yeah. dice. Good presents over there. I think they even do gift certificates. Yeah. So, so check them out. Uh, while you're here in town, head on over to Big Dog Liquor. Here in Gaucher, this is where we get most of the liquor that we feature on the show. They've got great deals and specials going on. They've got uh, senior discounts. They've got military discounts. They'll let you stack those discounts. On Wednesdays. On Wednesdays. On Wednesdays. So check them out. If they don't have your spirit of choice, then he can do his best to get a hold of you, uh, a hold of it for you, and you can have it next week. While you're, now that you've bought your games and you got your liquor, remember, liquor makes a great holiday gift as well. It does, especially for like Office Party, Secret Santa, that kind of stuff. Office Party, Secret Santa, your your favorite wrestling talk show, uh, podcast host. Hey, just saying, Um, just saying. (laughs) You know, now that you've done all that, you're looking for something to listen to because you're tired of hearing our voices this week. Head on over to our friends at Travelers on the Omnibus. They uh, have a field trip through nerd and pop culture where they talk about all of those things that Jason just mentioned they sell in McNarps, Mm -hmm. as well as many, many other things. We were on there uh, two weeks ago now. 
Yep. Where we came up with the top five best or top five wrestlers in history. You will be surprised. Mm-hmm. So check out that special. Um, Jody, one of the travelers, has his own podcast, Fearology, where he talks about his relationship with the horror genre. He releases episodes infrequently, but he does update them, and they are great list, great listens. So yeah, and here re- he, the latest thing that he released was a actually an album that he's been working on. Yeah, uh, to the podcast to his feed. So yeah. give that a listen. Yeah, give it a listen. Check it out. Tell them we sent you. And and then uh, lastly, we have uh, silence your cell phones. Uh, Jarrett and Kevin talk about new movies. Mostly some bingeable TV shows and they kind of give it a good review, a good, is it worth it? Uh, they're available on any of the podcast platforms as well as on YouTube. You can catch their live show there. So I do believe with all of that said, I think that that's all that we have to talk about this week. Next week we'll cover the, the prelude to extreme rules. I imagine. And then go from there. So cheers. Cheers.